The opinions expressed on this WebmasterRadio.fm program are those of the host, guests, and callers, and do not reflect those of the staff, management, or advertisers of WebmasterRadio.fm. Any rebroadcast or retransmission of this program without the express written consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited. Welcome to LPO, Landing Page Optimization. Landing page optimization expert Tim Ash is here to show you what it takes to create optimal landing pages. LPO brings you detailed case studies, opinions, and analysis from the leaders of landing page optimization. Now here's your host, Tim Ash. This is Tim Ash, your host for LPO, Landing Page Optimization. So you've chosen to waste another perfectly good half hour listening to me and my guests. Well, today I have a special treat for you. Today, my guest is Jay Weintraub, and he's the founder and CEO of LeedsCon. Welcome, Jay. Oh, well, thank you very much. Um, Jay, uh, for our listeners who aren't familiar with LeedsCon, uh, can you tell us a little bit about what it is? Oh, I mean... Give a man a chance to talk about his own business. What could be better than that? <laughs> okay, keep it short. We only have a half hour here. Oh, okay, hold on. Let me, uh, let me take this. Uh, I had this speech prepared. I might as well get rid of it. Yeah, we'll try to keep it short and sweet and say that it is the, I like to call it the largest conference on online lead generation. It's a slight misnomer because I think it's still the only pure play conference on lead generation. But we've got uh, two events a year, once in Las Vegas, once in New York. And uh, we'll see probably, oh, about 3,500 people and uh, from around 1,500 different companies. And Terrific. Yeah, and uh, by the way, I've, I've been to your show. I'm going to be at the next one, which we'll talk about. It's uh, coming up here at the beginning of March in Las Vegas. Um, and it's a fantastic show. One of the things that struck me about it is that people in the lead space are very – you know, open to sharing, and they're there to do business. There are a lot of decision makers at your show. Um, that's been my observation. Would you say that's true? We've been very fortunate that the caliber of attendee has been. Uh, you know, you don't want to ever say that nobody's uh, not a good attendee, but we've been lucky to have, uh, as you said, some great decision makers and some great leaders in attendance. So obviously, uh, if you break down online business in general, there's the kind of direct response by it now, e-commerce, whether it's a catalog or an individual product, and then the rest of it, including most of business to business or uh, other kind of uh, kind of higher end things, uh, basically come in the form of leads. Most people don't buy grand pianos on a web page, but a lead to buy a grand piano certainly would have a lot of value. Let's, can you tell us a little bit about how online lead generation as an industry functions and what are some of the major players or types of players? Yeah, it, what we've got is, you know, right now I'd say we're still, well, it's been around and said, you know, functioning and a big business for you know, well over a decade now. It still feels like it's in its infancy. And when we look at some of the defining characteristics, they're, they're pretty similar. And it's, you know, to date at least, it's a, you know, it's generally connecting an online, you know, research with an offline transaction, like you said. It's a chance to, to learn more or to want to learn more about a particular good or service. And then, you know, the fact that you're not, again, you're not going to buy a piano online. But you do, for, you know, so many transactions, want to have a chance to follow up with somebody and to, to hear that. And that's exactly what in essence, the, you know, the ecosystem around online lead gen 
does. And, and I think you'd ask some of the you know, major areas. It's, it, it's surprising how, how broad they've gone into. Most people think of it just from you know, refinance. They think of the classic lower my bills, stretchy you know, animated ads uh, and sort right. of reverent design. Or LendingTree.com or something like that, right? Exactly. And so certainly financial services, online education, uh, you, know, cons- you know, home services like Service Magic. There's some, there's some real big ones. And then there's ones that you wouldn't have thought of in, in health and medical. I mean, one of my you know, favorites is a company that does uh, fertility. So you wouldn't think of fertility clinics as, a, as lead gen. Uh, you wouldn't think of gastric bypass as lead gen. And yet, you know, yet they are. Okay, so very specific niches uh, for very high value kind of transactions in the in the thousands or tens of thousands of dollars potentially, right? And I think you hit on something which was really good is that historically lead generation uh, in the in the markets has been high high transaction dollars, and that, that certainly helps. So if somebody's trying to think of a business to start, if they know of a high dollar transaction. That's a good good place to start. But we're seeing things now where, as it as the ecosystem becomes more efficient, that it can be for things that don't necessarily, you know, these enormous purchases. Okay, so how small can you go? What kind? What are kind of smaller items that are still online lead gen is still effective for? Can you give me a couple of examples? You know, I was thinking. I was thinking. I was afraid you might actually ask that because I knew it. <laughs> Look, it doesn't have to be big. Okay, name one. And right, so the you know, but, but getting back to your point, it, a lot of it's based around the the costs to acquire media. So if it's if it's a, a transaction that's fifty dollars, and you know, getting back to sort of you know your world of of you know landing pages and conversions, if it's a you know a five dollar click and it's a fifty dollar customer you know total revenue off of somebody, that's it's a hard. You know, sort of spread to make work. Yeah, yeah. So, so would it be fair to say that it's it's better suited for uh, subscription-based things or a single uh, purchase, but larger scale things? Basically, stuff that has a revenue value in the at least the hundreds or thousands of dollars over time. Yes, and I think if we had to look for an example where it sort of bucks that trend, uh, we'll talk about a company like uh, you know Groupon, where you know they are in many ways a, a lead generator, just a lead generator for primarily local businesses. Uh-huh. And, you know, and so the the individual purchase for the consumer is generally a you know a prepaid voucher in the twenty five to thirty five dollar range. And mm-hmm. so when we think about you know those businesses, it, it isn't a transaction for you know, hundreds and hundreds of dollars. So if, if these well, companies I, can, yeah. I, I, I would argue that. I mean, let me just kind of just if those of oh, you not familiar with the Groupon model, basically they have local deals. You know, eighty percent off of uh, skydiving in your area. And only five hundred people sign up. So um, the thing about that is. They're actually their customer is the business. It's the skydiving business. So if they say we're going to bring you 500 potential new prospects, that's a huge value, and that's why that works. It's not the individual cashing in that Groupon. It's the collective value that they're bringing to the merchant that's that's making the offer. And that's a good point. The aggregated number of people buying a deal. If it's 4,000 people buying a deal at 25 bucks, you know that 100 grand, you know total revenue is big. 
Yeah, and and that's actually you know it's, they're hoping, of course, all these merchants that having tasted their service or product, you're going to come back. So it's really the lifetime value of all of those people as users of the product or service. So. Uh, okay, well, so that's that's kind of so it's better probably for bigger tickets. We've talked about some of the vertical uh, industries, but also let's talk about the industry as a whole. Are there deal aggregators? What are some of the differences, like exclusive and non-exclusive leads, um, de- uh, scrubbing leads and scoring them? Can you talk about some of those kind of inner workings of the lead gen industry? Yeah, and let's see if we can spice it up, and then we'll probably find out that gee, you know, when you're talking about leads, you really can't make it that spicy, but we'll try. So when we think about when we think about it. End of the day, it's a form, user filling out a form, and you're either filling out a form on the end user's site. So you're either on, if it's insurance, you went to Allstate or Geico and filled out a form, or more commonly, you're filling out a form of an aggregator. You're filling out the form of somebody who will then sell it you know, to, you know, as, as Lending Tree made famous, you know, the, you know, when they compete, you win. Banks, in this case, it could be insurance providers. So the ecosystem generally revolves around marketing service companies like LendingTree who have done a very good job or are better at user acquisition. Well, think of it just like the you know, Groupon model where they're really good at user acquisition and the end merchant is better at fulfilling that good in service. And so the, you know, some of the hot topics, like you pointed out, are should, how many times should a lead get sold? You know, when we are end users and you fill out a form or a request for more information, let's say that I'm interested in, uh, you know, new windows for my uh, apartment. I live in New York City. It's very noisy. So, you know, kind of sure. triple paint windows. windows, right? Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I want a concrete windows and anything that would work would be good. So what you get for living in New York. Right. Who knew? You pay a lot and then it's really noisy and you can barely think. It's a it's a wonderful choice. No wonder people are crazy here. So the so if I want to if I want new windows, so I go and I'm, I'm doing a search for you know like quiet windows, and and then there's you know somebody that goes you know we'll find the best window dealers for you. I fill out a form, and, and the question is you know how many times should it really get sold? And and there have been evolving business models uh, where in some cases people argue. It should go to one person and only one person. And there are other sort of <clears throat> areas that once you hit submit, it goes to many people. I mean, uh, one of my favorite verticals is in moving. So let's say that you're looking to move from L.A. to New York and you go do a search and you fill out a form for a quote, for a moving quote. Well, I think it's going to get sold eight to ten times. And before you know it, uh, you know, you'll be getting calls and emails, uh, and, and you'll be very shocked. So there's yeah. so, so there's, there's kind of a balance. Okay, so from the perspective of the people wanting to buy the leads, sure, I'd want a, an exclusive lead all the time, but I may not be willing to pay that much, so I may allow you to resell that lead to a couple of other folks to keep my price way down, right? Exactly, and, <clears throat> and, it, and it gets back to exactly what you said in terms of kind of making the economics work and why you would do one. Okay, well, uh, I think we're going to take a break for our sponsors here. And when we come back, uh, Jay, I want to hear about the wedding anti-diet that you've been on to pack on the pounds. Uh, This is your host, Tim Ash, for LPO, Landing Page Optimization. 
Come back soon after a quick word from our sponsors. More LPO landing page optimization in just a moment. Our clients have earned over $1 billion. Now it's your turn. With over 20,000 products to promote across a huge variety of niches, ClickBank provides countless ways for any affiliate to make money. You can promote any product immediately. No contracts required. Looking for recurring commissions? Upsell products? ClickBank's got them. And best of all, you can make up to 75% commissions. Ready to become the next ClickBank success story? Sign up now for free at ClickBank.com. Hey, this is Danny Sullivan to talk to you about Bruce Clay Incorporated. They've made Inc. Magazine's list of growing private businesses and have exhibited and sponsored at my conferences since the very beginning. You've seen their search engine relationship chart or you've read their SEO code of ethics, so you know their SEO experts, but did you know they can help you with PVC, web analytics, web design, marketing strategy, promotion, and branding? Yep, get everything you need for success in the online marketplace. You can check it out from the professionals at Bruce Clay Incorporated. For over 10 years with offices worldwide, they've got the answers you need. Check them out today at BruceClay.com. What is this? Why is my website not ranking higher? Well, sounds like you could use a link building report from SEOFox.com. What's that? You can't rank without good backlinks. And SEOFox.com's link building report lets you enter domains and compare their backlinks. It gives a detailed report that shows you why each domain ranks where it does, and it reduces the time it takes to find more links. With SEOFox.com's link building report, you can find more links, use their search marketing services to find more links, or better yet, they could even build your own backlinks. So you think you're pretty sly with that SEOFox link building report. (laughs) Sly like a fox. Get your link building report today at SEOFox.com. That's SEOFox.com. Rock the world with LinkedIn. Mondays at 7 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Pacific, or on demand anytime inside the Internet Marketing Channel. Only on WebmasterRadio.fm. Welcome back to LPO, Landing Page Optimization. Only on WebmasterRadio.fm. Here's Tim Ash. And we're back. This is Tim Ash with LPO, Landing Page Optimization. This week, my guest is Jay Weintraub, the founder and CEO of the LeedsCon Lead Generation Conference. And uh, Jay, I, I understand you recently got married and then just ballooned up in weight. What's up with that? Oh, wait. I think we're having connection problems. <laughs> oh, oh. Can you hear me now? Uh, yeah. <laughs> Can I avoid you now? So uh, I did. I got married a month ago, and we, we were on a uh, – Congratulations, a, I think. Well, exa- yeah. I, I mean, uh, going to make a joke and say uh, you'd be surprised how many guys said condolences. It's terrible. <laughs> so the uh, – but I mean, it's, it's amazing. I, I won't because misery loves company. Yes. <laughs> no, my wife and I have been together for 10 wonderful, wonderful years. Oh, that's fantastic. Yeah, the uh, we're at one uh, one twentieth of that right now. So the what happened to us is we were kind of you know, we went on a strict diet beforehand, uh, and, and and then after it was sort of you know how you sit there and you're on a diet and you say I can't wait till I eat this and I can't wait till I eat that. So I had a huge laundry list of I can't wait and basically like marked off everything off the list uh, without really any regards to. You know, sort of health and wellness. So it was like supersized me. I just like <laughs> landing page optimization. I was 
I was tracking myself, you know, day after day. And so after about, you know, 30 days and, and like 10 and a half pounds, it was sort of time where I was like, yeah, you got to stop. Okay, get off the couch and stop eating bonbons. It's, it's, you, know, you know what it is? It's, it's like businesses like ours where, where people send you gift baskets. It's, a, yeah. it's, a, it's, it's an evil thing. thing. Yeah, yeah, it's a very evil thing. Small office, big gift basket, bad times. <laughs> All right, Jay. Well, uh, so listen, before the break, we were also talking about kind of the intricacies of the the industry, and we talked about ex- exclusive versus non-exclusive leads. Um, there's a couple other things I want to touch on. Uh, one is uh, scoring of leads, and the other is kind of augmenting or appending them. Can you talk to each of those and help help us understand that a little better? You've brought up you've brought up a, of a one of these topics that has become mainstream. If we if we think about the evolution of online lead generation, starts out unintelligent. You fill out a form, and in, in an ideal world, when you fill out that form, you're highly qualified and you're highly interested. And in a in, in reality, people who fill out forms are, range the spectrum from qualified and interested. And so. There have been advances in technologies uh, specifically to you know, really try to help the end buyer of a lead. And that's, that's really what scoring is about, is to say, can we do some sort of predictive algorithm to figure out this person who just filled out a form, are they going to be a, a potentially good customer for you? Okay, so are you saying that basically um, I may not be willing to pay the same for leads and maybe I'll pay for the lead based on the quality of it to me or my likelihood of closing it or you know, lifetime well, value of it? That's a, it, Exactly. They're, they're, and, and businesses have you know, sort of segmented themselves slightly differently where they will pay more for leads that score above a certain amount and in some cases they won't pay for leads that score below a you know, certain you know, sort of uh, amount. The, okay, the, so for example, it's a it's a lead generation for uh, you know some kind of debt counseling or debt reduction service, and well, I only have five hundred dollars of debt. That's not enough for anyone to make any money off of. So they would consider that a zero value lead, essentially, if my debt amount isn't high enough, right? And I would say that that would be a a sort of a preform filter where amount of debt, and if amount of debt is not high enough, then it wouldn't even go. This would be. Uh, you know, somebody that uh, fills out a form, meets all the criteria, and then once they meet all the criteria, they're trying to say, hmm, what is the real likelihood now? Okay, got it. Um, and, and then so, you know, one of the ways to kind of increase the value of a lead, there are some pretty sophisticated databases out there of um, the draw from a lot of sources that can kind of augment the information on your form. So, for example, if I know your email address and your name, I can probably find your home address and your and a lot of other information. So that that's called database append. Can you talk about that and, and what that's used for? Well, in addition to creeping people out. <laughs> hey, big, big brother is watching. Yes. Yeah. You know, the, the real thing is is as you said, which is oftentimes if you know we'll, we'll go to your world of landing page. You know, what what's people are gonna fill out what, you know, more times. Something with a little bit of information or something with a lot of information? Well, clearly, so, less is more. You want to ask them for as little as possible. So you've brought up great uses of it where, well, okay, if I get a couple interesting tokens of information, I can then, you know, sort of behind the scenes, get some of the things that 
aren't as interesting. You know, a, a less creepy version is give me the zip code and I'll be able to know, you know, the city state. And, and so those things can reduce, again, the number of form fields. But it's also... Yeah, and zip code also gives me average household income and education level in that zip code and a lot of other things that I can match against my, my criteria. Exactly. So, and, it, and it plays right back into, into scoring, which is, all right, this person meets the criteria on paper, but are there any insights I can gain behind the scenes that let me know, uh, you know how my mindset? I mean, at the end of the day, almost all of lead gen is uh, you know, picking up a phone and reaching out to that person. So you want to know that uh, anything you can help you, you know, predict and do a better job to be prepared is you know, a good thing. Okay, well, um, we're going to have to uh, take another break here in a minute. But when we come back, I want to talk about the fact that it all comes back to the phone. So stay tuned, listeners. This is LPO, Landing Page Optimization. More LPO, Landing Page Optimization, in just a moment. If you're looking for a new multifaceted SEO and social media tool set, look for The Raven. Raven has the important tools that every internet marketer needs. Raven offers customized metrics for managing link building campaigns, social media campaigns, with campaign reporting and research tools that you can easily manage. Build up campaign performance for your clients and give your team the tools that will make them soar. If you want to increase your internet marketing revenue, look for The Raven. Go to raventools.com. That's raventools.com. MySEOTool.com is your all-in-one SEO management resource. MySEOTool.com makes it easy to optimize and oversee all of your SEO efforts. Line-by-line detailed reports help you identify any problems and show you how to fix them. MySEOTool.com is completely automated. Once you use it, you will see a rise in your search rankings and traffic. Try MySEOTool risk-free today. Go to MySEOTool.com. MySEOTool.com. Looking for an affiliate network that can package every solution an advertiser or publisher needs in one account? Your one-stop source for full-service solutions is AdMedia.com. AdMedia delivers an incredible lineup of specialized XML feeds for local, social, and search, plus the advertising arsenal of PPC, SEM, contextual, display, and more. AdMedia gives your campaign real visibility, from emailers to domain redirects. AdMedia tailors your all-in-one campaign to give your account a real advantage. AdMedia.com delivers cost-effective ad solutions with real conversions. Learn everything AdMedia can do for you today. Sign up at AdMedia.com. AdMedia, strong ROI made simple. Advance your affiliate marketing efforts every week on Affiliate Buzz. Thursdays at 5 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Pacific, or on demand anytime inside the Affiliate Marketing Channel, only on webmasterradio.fm. Welcome back to LPO, Landing Page Optimization, only on webmasterradio.fm. Here's Tim Ash. And welcome back. This is Tim Ash, your host for LPO, Landing Page Optimization, here on Webmaster Radio. Uh, my host is, excuse me, my guest is Jay Weintraub from LeedsCon. And Jay, uh, one thing I want to touch on is, like you said, in the Leeds business, especially if they have a high value, usually it means that somebody's going to personally reach out to you. And that means that uh, they're going to call you. Um, 
let's talk about that process of what happens between the form fill on the web page and the phone call. How critical is it that they get back to you in a timely manner on the phone? Yeah, that is one of the more quantifiable areas, and I think you know you're an analytics junkie, so you probably love things that are <clears throat> you know quantifiable and and sort of performance speed. You know what has become colloquially known as speed to lead is you know one of the most sort of critical factors. And you know you talked about the steps that happen. You know form hits submit. The savvy buyer uh, can take that data electronically. You know. You think about, you know, whereas imagine if it gets sent in an email or even faxed to them uh, or sent in a batch that, like days later, um, you know. Yeah, it, would, it gets stale, basically. It's stale. And they've, they've shown that if, you know, I guess there's sort of two things that are, that are sort of, you know, uh, factors at play. One is speed, you know, if you can get a hold of the person fast, I mean, fast, call it in 15 minutes or less, if you can actually get them on the phone. The you know sort of conversion rate increase is huge, and uh, <clears throat> companies like uh, Leads Three Hundred and Sixty, which is a you know behind the scenes lead management player, uh, or and uh, a company like uh, you know Inside Sales, uh, Lead Qual, Double Positive, they've all got some really great studies on how just how much better uh, to conversion, you know like ultimate conversion when you get them on the phone. Yeah, actually, you know, uh, Inside Sales is one of our partners. I'll talk about that in a second here, but a uh, very sharp company. And what they do is basically uh, you know, do the phone follow-up part of lead gen and enable companies to do that. But one of their studies with, I believe it was MIT or Harvard, I'm not sure which, said that if difference between waiting five minutes to call somebody back from an online form fill and 30 minutes is a 30 times, 30 times, not 30%, 30 times decrease in the likelihood of closing that lead. Yeah, it, you're right. It's, it's logarithmic. It's, uh, it's almost scary. So, I mean, it's one thing if they're sitting in front of their computer and still have the intent of thinking about whatever they were thinking about. A minute ago, you catch them a half hour later, and they've moved on. They're, even if they're still accessible, they're not in that headspace anymore. Exactly. I mean, when you think about your, your daily life or anyone who's listening, you know, their daily life, I mean, it, yeah, you know, you got something on your mind and, and we're in one of the most ADD, uh, you know, riddled fields, but yeah, you're off into something else and it's hard to try to get you back in that mindset. Yeah, exactly right. I mean, we're, we live in an attention economy and attention is the scarcest resource. I mean, let me, let's just ask you know, our listeners do a thought experiment. What were you doing a half hour ago? I bet you'd have a hard time trying to think it up. Uh, so a half hour is way too late. Uh, okay, so one uh, yeah. So, so the reason I mentioned inside sales is actually you know as you know we do a lot of landing page testing and we do a lot of lead generation. That's kind of our bread and butter testing wait, forms. Tim, but you wait yeah. a second, you do landing page testing? Ah, uh, uh, <laughs> that's right, like right. humor only less funny. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I, li I like to insult my guest. Yeah. Hey, no, no, but uh, joking aside, you know, one of the things I think that's over often overlooked is what we call a hybrid uh, kind of scenario where you can either fill out the form or call someone, you know, at the company directly. And of course, those phone leads are going to be hotter leads and worth more. And like we were just talking about, they're not stale. Someone has a very high propensity to buy or get information if they want to actually call you. Unfortunately, most landing page tests will ignore that. So they're just measuring the form fill rate and basically ignoring 
the phone calls that are happening. And so we, we've uh, partnered with Inside Sales uh, to offer this unique capability to, to actually do a hybrid test that will take into account both the form fills and the phone calls. So if a phone call of a certain length happens uh, off of a certain version of the page, we count that as a phone call conversion. And that gives you kind of the true value of the phone calls and of the, of the total page design. Right now, they're kind of like people are throwing out the baby with the bathwater and just measuring the online form fills. And and I, you just said something that's fantastic. And you're right. It's just you know a lot of people don't have. I mean, the analytics platform to even to think about that. And it's good now that there are companies that can make that. You know that that it's like plug you, plug them, and voila. Whereas you know I think uh, not in the distant past, it was, it was very difficult to even figure out. How effective that phone number really is in the overall metric. Yeah, and and uh, now it's it's happening in real time. And as soon as a phone call of a certain length happens, it can be reported back to our uh, testing engine. And uh, in fact, we can even kind of do crude scoring and say if the phone call lasts more than thirty seconds, it's a conversion. If it lasts more than a t- two minutes, then it's a you know a high value conversion or you know a really solidly and grade that differently, assign a different value to it. That's hot. Uh, Jay, I want to ask you about uh, also recycling of leads. Okay, let's say, you know, a lot of times these lead aggregators, they work on a national scale. Let's say, you know, we have uh, leads for cosmetic surgeons for nose jobs, and I, I run a nationwide campaign, but I can't sell some of those leads to my direct kind of buyers, is there a kind of a secondary market or resale market for leads? Well, first I'll ignore the, uh, you know, the, the, um, you know, comment about my very Semitic nose. And then hey, we'll- I'm, a, I'm a member of the tribe too, <laughs> Red Sea Walkers Unite, uh, you know, so I'm allowed, don't, don't get all oozy on. <laughs> uh, you know. uh, <clears throat> so basically, uh, as you said, it, it, there is, there is a quasi-secondary market, which is really, where companies will, uh, you know, for pennies on the dollar or on a revenue share basis, they will pick up these old leads that either haven't converted or they couldn't get in contact with, and then they will start the process again. And it's, uh, you know, it's interesting because you talk about a secondary market and it's kind of a scary sounding thing. And so it's, it's um, I don't think that there needs to be a better term for it, but the answer is yes. Okay, so in, you know, if, you, if your coverage is thin or you're not allowed to sell insurance in New York but somebody else is, you, know, you may be able to sell that, that lead to them. Yes. And, and there are marketplaces to kind of help you do that? There are. And the one thing that we want to try to avoid is you don't want to – you always want to think about the user and you always want to think about the end buyer of those leads. And so the last thing that – and we try to avoid is that you just don't want these things to be continuously flowed and flowed and flowed so that – you know, nine months later, six companies later, uh, you know, you're wondering how did somebody get my phone number and call me? And so it's, it's one of these things where it's both a, a blessing, but it, you know, it could, it got out of control in the refi boom, and luckily, uh, you know, the companies are much better today. Absolutely. Well, Jay, I'm afraid we've run up against our time, and uh, good listeners, you've wasted a perfectly good half hour out of your day listening to us prattle on. Uh, I want to really thank you, Jay. And if people want to get in touch with you or attend LeedsCon, what's the best way to do that? Well, so they can email me, jay at leadscon.com, uh, L-E-A-D-S-C-O-N.com. And if they mention your name, we'll try to make this 
half hour worth their money and will save them almost $200 on a conference pass. So if they write into jleadscon.com and they mention Tim, we'll save them some money. Now, that, my friends, is how you do a call to action. Jay, it's been my pleasure. Uh, Listeners, hope you've had a great time. And tune in again next week for another episode of LPO, Landing Page Optimization.